and uh, we continue. But before that, we read. I will tell you the word that I was looking for when we spoke about the young man that ran out naked only with his tunic and his girdle. The word is cloak or robe. And later we come to a place where they divided that same piece of garment of Jesus Christ. It was special because it didn't have any seam. And now I read the last verses that was 62, I think, that we will start at. Luke 22, 62. And Peter went out and wept bitterly. And the men that held Jesus mocked him and smote him. And when they had blindfolded him, they struck him on the face and asked him, saying, Prophesy, who is it that smote thee? And many other things blasphemously spake they against him. So the beating started already that time, that night. And we are now on Monday evening after the Last Supper when they went to the Mount of Olas and then when he was captured. And we continue the last record about his being captured is in John 18. And we can start with verse 1. So I will interrupt when I have something to add. Mm. Elizabeth, can you begin with John 18 verse 1 and we go all the way to 27. When Jesus had spoken these words, he went forth with his disciples over the brook Kedron, where was a garden, into the which he entered and his disciples. And Judas also, which betrayed him, knew the place, for Jesus oft times resorted thither with his disciples. Okay, about that brook, the word brook in Greek means winter flowing. It was a brook that had water only in the winter, so therefore they could walk over it, there was no water. Judas then, having received a band of men and officers from the chief priests and Pharisees, cometh thither with lanterns and torches and weapons. The word band in Greek is speira or speira, means a cohort, about 400 to 600 men, Roman soldiers. Jesus therefore, knowing all things that should come upon him, went forth and said unto them, Whom seek ye? They answered him, Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus saith unto them, I am he. And Judas also, which betrayed him, stood with them. As soon then as he had said unto them, I am he, they went backward and fell to the ground. Then asked he them again, Whom seek ye? And they said, Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus answered, I have told you that I am he. If therefore ye seek me, let these go their way. When we think about this, his boldness, when they came there, he asked, Whom seek ye? They answered him, Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus said unto them, I am he. And Judas also, which betrayed him, stood with them. As soon as he had said unto them, I am he. They went backward and fell to the ground. They got so astonished, shocked by him, four to six hundred men, so the first row closest to him took a step back and they fell on that people behind them and they fell on the people behind them. The whole group just fell on the floor. Actually, 
some people, some believers, think that this means that they were slain by the Spirit. No, they were shocked by his boldness. And they stepped back and they fell on top of each other. Then he asked them again, Whom seek ye? And they said, Jesus Nazareth. Jesus answered, I have told you that I am he. If therefore ye seek me, let these go their way. And he was speaking for his own people. If he had not said that, they perhaps would have been captured also. But now his authority was so clear that they couldn't do anything else but obey. So can you continue verse 9? That the saying might be fulfilled which he spake. Of them which thou gavest me have I lost none. Then Simon Peter, having a sword, drew it, and smote the high priest's servant, and cut his right ear. The servant's name was Malchus. Then said Jesus unto Peter, Put up thy sword into the sheath. The cup which my father hath given me, shall I not drink it? Then the band and the captain and the officers of the Jews took Jesus and bound him, and led him away to Annas first, for he was father-in-law to Caiaphas which was the high priest that same year. Now Caiaphas was he which gave counsel to the Jews that it was expedient that one man should die for the people. And Simon Peter followed Jesus, and so did another disciple. That disciple was known unto the high priest and went in with Jesus into the palace of the high priest. But Peter stood at the door without. Then went out that other disciple, which was known unto the high priest, and spake unto her that kept the door, and brought in Peter. So this is the way how Peter got in. Some of the disciples were working perhaps in the palace, and they had the authority to let him to come in. Then said the damsel that kept the door unto Peter, Art not thou also one of this man's disciples? He said, I am not. And that's the first denial. And the servants and officers stood there, who had made a fire of coals, for it was cold, and they warmed themselves. And Peter stood with them and warmed himself. The high priest then asked Jesus of his disciples and of his doctrine. This is Hannah's now talking. Jesus answered him, I spake openly to the world. I ever taught in the synagogue and in the temple, whither the Jews always resort, and in secret have I said nothing. Why askest thou me? Ask them which heard me what I have said unto them. Behold, they know what I said. When he had thus spoken, one of the officers which stood by struck Jesus with the palm of his hand, saying, Answerest thou the high priest so? Jesus answered him, If I have spoken evil, bear witness of the evil. But if well, why smitest thou me? So what is behind this scene is that they asked him to testify against himself about what he was speaking, for example. He said, Ask those that have heard. And that was according to law, because according to law, any man could not be sentenced by his own words. They had to be sentenced by at least two witnesses agreeing together about what evil the man had done. So that was behind what he said. He was not obnoxious against the high priest. He was just correcting. He was just standing on his rights. Look, you are doing wrong. And then he said, okay, if I speak wrong, why smitest thou me? He was not speaking wrong, he was speaking correct. Now Annas had sent him bound unto Caiaphas the high priest. Okay, it says Annas had sent, it means he sent at this point. Annas sent 
Jesus Christ now bound unto Caiaphas. And Simon Peter stood and warmed himself. They said therefore unto him, Art not thou also one of his disciples? He denied it and said, I am not. That's the fifth denial. One of the servants of the high priest, being his kinsman, whose ear Peter cut, saith, Did not I see thee in the garden with him? Then Peter then denied again, and immediately the cock crew. And that was the sixth denial and the second cock crowing. We finished sunset to sunrise. So this evening of night trial that must have taken place during the early hours, the cock crowing, you remember four Roman watches, evening, midnight, cock crowing, and then the morning. So that happened, the cock crowing, somewhere between one and two in the morning, in the night. So that was totally illegal. They shouldn't have had anything like that. So we turn the page and continue 13 nights and from sunrise to sunset. We can read in my notes on page 50, morning trial, Matthew 27, verses 1 and 2. When the morning was come, all the chief priests and the elders of the people took counsel against Jesus to put him to death. And when they had bound him, they led him away and delivered him to Pontius Pilate, the governor. Mark 15, 1. And straight away in the morning, the chief priests held a consultation with the elders and scribes and the whole council and bound Jesus and carried him away and delivered him to Pilate. And now we can start looking at the records again. We start in Luke at this time. Luke 22, chapter 22 and 66 through 71. Elizabeth, can you read? And as soon as it was day, the elders of the people and the chief priests and the scribes came together and led him into their council, saying, Art thou the Christ? Tell us. And he said unto them, If I tell you, you will not believe. And if I also ask you, you will not answer me, nor let me go. Hereafter shall the Son of Man sit on the right hand of the power of God. Then said they all, Art thou then the Son of God? And he said unto them, Ye say that I am. And they said, What need we any further witness? For we ourselves have heard of his own mouth. They made him testify against himself. So they did not believe that he was the Messiah, the Christ. If Jesus Christ had said, look, I am the Father who created the earth, they would have just laughed and kicked him out. But because he claimed to be the Messiah, they thought that he's blaspheming because they did not believe that. Now we can go to chapter 23 and read through 1 through 25. And the whole multitude of them arose and led him unto Pilate. And they began to accuse him, saying, We found this fellow perverting the nation and forbidding to give tribute to Caesar, saying that he himself is Christ the King. And Pilate asked him, saying, Art thou the King of the Jews? And he answered him and said, Thou sayest. Okay, so they accused him that he was forbidding to give tribute to Caesar. So you know that's false witness very clearly. He never said anything like that. He said, give Caesar what belongs to him, whose picture is in the denarius, the coin. Then said Pilate to the chief priests and to the people, I find no fault in this man. And they were the more fierce, saying, 
He stirreth up the people, teaching throughout all Jewry, beginning from Galilee to this place. When Pilate heard of Galilee, he asked whether this man were a Galilean. As soon as he knew that he belonged unto Herod's jurisdiction, he sent him to Herod, who himself also was at Jerusalem at that time. And when Herod saw Jesus, he was exceeding glad, for he was desirous to see him of a long season, because he had heard many things of him, and he hoped to have seen some miracle done by him. Then he questioned with him in many words, but he answered him nothing. And the chief priests and scribes stood and vehemently accused him. And Herod, with his men of war, set him at naught and mocked him and arrayed him in a gorgeous robe and sent him again to Pilate. Okay. Until this time, he was in his own clothes, in his own robe. And now is the first robe that they put on top of him. A gorgeous robe, a strong red color, representing royalty. They were mocking him by the rope also. And the same day Pilate and Herod were made friends together, for before they were at enmity between themselves. And Pilate, when he had called together the chief priests and the rulers of the people, said unto them, Ye have brought this man unto me as one that perverted the people. And behold, I, having examined him before you, have found no fault in this man touching those things whereof ye accuse him. No, nor yet Herod, for I sent you to him, and lo, nothing worthy of death is done unto him. I will therefore chastise him and release him. For of necessity he must release one unto them at the feast. And they cried all at once, saying, Away with this man, and release unto us Barabbas, who, for a certain sedition made in the city and for murder, was cast into prison. Pilate, therefore, willing to release Jesus, spake again to them. But they cried, saying, Crucify him, crucify him. And he said unto them the third time, Why, what evil hath he done? I have found no cause of death in him. I will therefore chastise him and let him go. And they were instant with loud voices, requiring that he might be crucified. And the voices of them and of the chief priests prevailed, and Pilate gave sentence that it should be as they required. And he released unto them him that for sedition and murder was cast into prison, whom they had desired, but he delivered Jesus to their will. Now we continue in John 18 and uh, 28. John 18, 28 until 19, 16. Then you begin, 18, 28. Then led they Jesus from Caiaphas unto the hall of judgment, and it was early. And they themselves went not into the judgment hall, lest they should be defiled, but that they might eat the Passover. Pilate then went out unto them and said, What accusation bring ye against this man? They answered and said unto him, If he were not a malefactor, we would not have delivered him up unto thee. Then said Pilate unto them, Take ye him, and judge him according to your law. The Jews therefore said unto him, It is not lawful for us to put any man to death, that the saying of Jesus might be fulfilled which he spake, signifying what death he should die. Then Pilate entered into the judgment hall again, and called Jesus, and said unto him, Art thou the king of the Jews? Jesus answered him, Sayest thou this thing of thyself, or did others tell it thee of me? Pilate answered, 
Am I a Jew? Thy donation and the chief priests have delivered thee unto me. What hast thou done? Jesus answered, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then would my servants fight, and I should not be delivered to the Jews. But now is my kingdom not from hence. Pilate therefore said unto him, Art thou a king then? Jesus answered, Thou sayest that I am a king. To this end was I born, and for this cause came I into the world, that I should bear witness unto the truth. Every one that is of the truth heareth my voice. Pilate said unto him, What is truth? And when he had said this, he went out again unto the Jews, and said unto them, I find in him no fault at all. And between these verses 38 and 39 happened his visit in front of Herod. He came back, and now the story continues with verse 39. But ye have a custom that I should release unto you one at the Passover. Will you therefore that I release unto you the king of the Jews? Then cried they all again, saying, Not this man, but Barabbas. Now Barabbas was a robber. Barabbas means the son of the father. And actually his forename was also Jesus. Jesus Barabbas. In some verses that is used, but they have taken it out because they couldn't dare to put it in there. The similarity between them in a way. One was called Jesus, son of the Father, and other one Jesus Christ, the Messiah, also the son of God. We continue in chapter 19 until verse 16. Verse 1. Then Pilate therefore took Jesus and scourged him. And the soldiers plaited a crown of thorns and put it on his head and they put on him a purple robe. That was the first crown and that was now the second robe. But he was scorched before that took place. And the word scorched. On page 17 I have John 18, 39, 40, and 19, one that we just read. The word scorch is mastigo, and the numbers are there. What it means, he was beaten with the device that was made out of leather thongs, at end of which were pieces of metal or pieces of bone. And every time when he was beaten on that with that thing, these sharp pieces would uh, loosen the skin and the muscles and everything from the back. So according to Josephus, it was common that when people were beaten like that, that their bones showed and the interorgans were, were to be seen. And many died just by that beating. And now I stress this is not the only time that he was beaten. He was beaten another time afterwards and then the word is fragello in Matthew 27, 26 and Mark 15, 15. That word is fragilo. And it means with a whip. I mean, if you beat really quickly, fast, so that uh, it bangs because it breaks the sound barrier. With that kind of a leather thong. He was beaten again afterwards, before he was crucified. So one inhuman beating first and then other one, and then crucified. So where were we at? John 19, we were. 
So, can you continue now from verse 3? And said, Hail, King of the Jews! And they smote him with their hands. Pilate therefore went forth again, and saith unto them, Behold, I bring him forth to you, that you may know that I find no fault in him. Then came Jesus forth, wearing the crown of thorns and the purple robe, and Pilate saith unto them, Behold the man. So he tried to appeal to their mercy or sense of forgiveness or something, bringing him up and showing how badly beaten he was and how mocked he was with this crown on the head and the robe on him, just beaten severely. But the people were remorseless, they didn't forgive. When the chief priests therefore and officers saw him, they cried out, saying, Crucify him, crucify him. Pilate saith unto them, Take ye him and crucify him, for I find no fault in him. The Jews answered him, We have a law, and by our law he ought to die, because he made himself the Son of God. This was the first time Pilate heard this accusation. This is the first time they said, He said that he is the Son of God. And therefore, in verse 8, when Pilate therefore heard that saying, he was the more afraid. He was starting to grasp that he was dealing with something much bigger that was out of his hand. And went again into the judgment hall, and saith unto Jesus, Whence art thou? But Jesus gave him no answer. Then saith Pilate unto him, Speakest thou not unto me? Knowest thou not that I have the power to crucify thee, and that have power to release thee? Jesus answered, Thou couldst have no power at all against me, except it were given thee from above. Therefore he that delivered me unto thee hath the greater sin. And from henceforth Pilate sought to release him, but the Jews cried out, saying, If thou let this man go, thou art not Caesar's friend. Whosoever maketh himself a king speaketh against Caesar. When Pilate therefore heard that saying, he brought Jesus forth and sat down in the judgment seat in the palace that is called the pavement, but in the Hebrew, Gabbatha. And it was the preparation of the Passover, and about the sixth hour. And he saith unto the Jews, Behold your king. And they cried out, Away with him, away with him, crucify him. Pilate said unto them, Shall I crucify your king? The chief priest answered, We have no king but Caesar. Then delivered he him therefore unto them to be crucified, and they took Jesus and led him away. In the verse 14 it says, And it was the preparation of the Passover. Actually, some texts take it out, the preparation of the Passover. And it was about the sixth hour. Sixth hour means noon at noon on tuesday this happened and the next record is matthew let's go to matthew 27 matthew 27 1 through 30 elizabeth will you read when the morning was come all the chief priests and elders of the people took counsel against jesus to put him to death and when they had bound him, they led him away and delivered him to Pontius Pilate, the governor. Then Judas, which had betrayed him, when he saw that he was condemned, 
repented himself and brought again the thirty pieces of silver to the chief priests and elders, saying, I have sinned in that I have betrayed the innocent blood. And they said, What is that to us? See thou to that. And he cast down the pieces of silver in the temple and departed and went and hanged himself. And the chief priest took the silver pieces and said, It is not lawful for to put them into the treasury because it is the price of blood. And they took counsel and bought with them the potter's field to bury strangers in. Wherefore that field was called the field of blood unto this day. Then was fulfilled that which was spoken by Jeremy the prophet, saying, And they took the thirty pieces of silver, the price of him that was valued, whom they of the children of Israel did value, and gave them for the potter's field as the Lord appointed me. Okay, let's deal with uh, this um, Judas hanging here first. So he threw the pieces of silver in there, and they bought, verse 8, a field, to bury strangers in and the name of that field was the field of blood and the word field there is agros on the page 16 we have a picture and one field is called agros that is that uh, normal number 57 strong number 68 but then in Acts, where actually Judas killed himself, was his own farm or estate. That word is Corium, means a farm or estate, that has many fields and houses. That is what Judas had bought for himself by his um, iniquity. He was a thief and he took from the common back money to himself and that he had bought and that is where he killed himself but it was not by hanging. Hanging is the another one, the another word here. It says Judas hanged himself. Actually, we can read now this Acts place, Acts 1, 18 and 19. Now this man purchased a field with the reward of iniquity and falling headlong, he burst asunder in the midst and all his bowels cast out. And it was known unto all the dwellers at Jerusalem insomuch as the field is called in the proper tongue Akeldama, that is to say the field of blood. And that one is Korion Haimatos in Greek, farm, estate, like I said. So that is the time in Acts when he killed himself. And he killed himself in a similar way like uh, King Saul. He stooped down on something sharp that went through his body and the balls cast out. That doesn't happen if you hang yourself with the rope. So what does it mean then this in verse 5? And he cast down the pieces of silver in the temple and departed and went and hanged himself. This word is apankomai. On page 16 the word apankomai with the numbers there it comes from apo away from and the verb ankomai to squeeze or to embrace. In classical literature Greek, abankoma means to strangle or to choke. Here it is used figuratively and it means to choke with grief. Judas felt very bad when he realized that he had done what he had done, but he did not kill himself yet. He did it later as we read in Acts. So, and then I have some places that 
John 12.6, that's the place which says that he was a thief and kept part of the money by himself because he was holding the common back money back. And then Luke 24.33 talks about 11 disciples and everybody thinks that Judas was not there. It was Thomas who was missing. And then John 20, 19-29, again the same kind of a thing. The people think Judas was not there, but it says there that Thomas was not there. Then in Mark 16, I have a wrong chapter there, it should be Mark, Mark 16 verses 1-20, to where Judas was with them, with the 11, because Thomas was missing. That was the verse 14 in chapter 16 of Mark, proving that Judas was all the way to the end in there. Now this apankomai word is used only once in the Bible, and it is in this verse only. And that's a typical example of when something is used only once, the danger to make a wrong doctrine out of it is great, because you need to know exactly what that one usage means. If a word is used 20 times or more, you can compare, and you can get the hunch of the meaning of the word by that. But when it's used only once, then you have to go to Greek literature and other places like that in order to dig out the meaning. So, any which way, if they killed themselves, they would not hang themselves. So, it is clear that he didn't kill himself at that time, and it is clear that this means that he was mentally choked. He felt really bad because he realized that he had done wrong. And that was in Matthew, and we continue from Verse 11 through 30, can you read? And Jesus stood before the governor, and the governor asked him, saying, Art thou the king of the Jews? And Jesus said unto him, Thou sayest. And when he was accused of the chief priests and elders, he answered nothing. Then said Pilate unto him, Hearest thou not how many things they witness against thee? And he answered him to never a word insomuch that the governor marveled greatly. Now at that feast the governor was wont to release unto the people a prisoner whom they would, and they had then a notable prisoner called Barabbas. Therefore when they were gathered together, Pilate said unto them, Whom will ye that I release unto you, Barabbas or Jesus, which is called Christ? For he knew that for envy they had delivered him. When he was set down on the judgment seat, his wife sent unto him, saying, Have thou nothing to do with that just man, for I have suffered many things this day in a dream because of him. But the chief priests and elders persuaded the multitude that they should ask Barabbas and destroy Jesus. The governor answered and said unto them, Whither of the twain will ye that I release unto you? They said, Barabbas. Pilate said unto them, What shall I do then with Jesus, which is called Christ? They all say unto him, Let him be crucified. And the governor said, Why, what evil have you done? But they cried out the more, saying, Let him be crucified. When Pilate saw that he could prevail nothing, but that rather a tumult was made, he took water and washed his hands before the multitude, saying, I am innocent of the blood of this just person, see you to it. Then answered all the people and said, His blood be upon us and on our children. Then released he Barabbas unto them, 
And when he had scourged Jesus, he delivered him to be crucified. So when he scourged Jesus, this is the second time. That's fragello, with the bites or with the whip. He was beaten severely once already and put the rope on again and then the rope was taken again, then was beaten again, then another rope was put back on him and then finally his own clothes were put on him. Okay, we'll, we'll see these details later more. But incredible torture that he went through. Can you continue verse 27? Then the soldiers of the governor took Jesus into the common hall and gathered unto him the whole band of soldiers. And they stripped him and put on a scarlet robe. And when they had plaited a crown of thorns, they put it upon his head and a reed in his right hand. And they bowed their, the knee before him and mocked him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews! And they spit upon him and took the reed and smote him on the head. And after that they yes. had mocked him, they took the robe off from him and put on his own raiment on him and led him away to crucify him. Yeah, that's the next story. In verse 28 it says, And they stripped him and put on him a scarlet robe. That was the fourth robe. Imagine what happens, taking these robes on and off and beat him in between, twice. So, is there one more? Mark 15. Mark 15, uh, 1 through 19. Please read. And straightway in the morning the chief priests held a consultation with the elders and scribes and the whole council and bound Jesus and carried him away and delivered him to Pilate. And Pilate asked him, Art thou the king of the Jews? And he answering said unto him, Thou sayest it. And the chief priests accused him of many things, but he answered nothing. And Pilate asked him again, saying, Answerest thou nothing? Behold how many things they witness against thee. But Jesus yet answered nothing, so that Pilate marveled. Now at that feast he released unto them one prisoner whomsoever they desired. And there was one named Barabbas, which lay bound with them, that had made insurrection with him, who had committed murder in the insurrection. And the multitude, crying aloud, began to desire him to do as he had ever done unto them. But Pilate answered them, saying, Will ye that I release unto you the king of the Jews? For he knew that the chief priests had delivered him for envy. But the chief priests moved the people that he should rather release Barabbas unto them. And Pilate answered and said again unto them, what will ye then that I shall do unto him whom you call the king of the Jews? And they cried out again, Crucify him! Then Pilate said unto them, Why, what evil have he done? And they cried out the more exceedingly, Crucify him! And so Pilate, willing to content the people, released Barabbas unto them and delivered Jesus when he had scourged him to be crucified. Scourged him is again fragile with the bites or with the whip, the second beating. And the soldiers, verse 16, led him away into the hall called Praetorium, and they called together the whole band. All the 400 to 600 Roman soldiers were mocking him probably all night long. The word of God doesn't tell how long it took, but something like that must have happened. Verse 17, and they clothed him with purple, that's the third row, and bladed a crown of thorns and put it about his head, that's the second crown, and began to salute him, 
Hail, King of the Jews. And they smote him on the head with the reed, and did spit upon him, and bowing their knees, worshipped him, made a great mockery out of it. And I guess that was the last of these rigors, what we need to do. We go to Isaiah. Actually, first, read my notes on page 16, Psalm 129, verse 3. The plowers plowed upon my back. They made long their furrows. That is referring to the beating that he went through. Very vivid picture. Isaiah 52. Isaiah 52 verses 13 to 15 and 53 verses 1 through 5. Elizabeth, can you read? Behold, my servant shall deal prudently. He shall be exalted and extolled and be very high. As many were astonished at thee, his visage was so marred more than any man, and his form more than the sons of men. So shall he sprinkle many nations. The king shall shut their mouths at him. For that which had not been told them shall they see, and that which they had not heard shall they consider. Who hath believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant, and as a root out of a dry ground. He hath no form nor comeliness, and when we shall see him there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief, and we hid as it were our faces from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions, he was bruised for our iniquities, the chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. So keep in mind this verse 4, because that's a key verse for us to understand Psalm 22. So, surely he hath borne our griefs, it should be pains. Surely he has borne our pains, carried our sicknesses, not sorrows, but sicknesses. Clearly, in Hebrew, those would be the meanings for the words. I don't know why they got these griefs and sorrows in there. And then it says, Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. That is what people thought about him. And uh, in uh, verse 2 it says, For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of a dry ground. He hath no form nor comeliness, and when we shall see him there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief, and we hid as it were our faces from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. They couldn't look at him, he was beaten so badly. He looked so bad his own mother wouldn't have recognized him. And the last place, if we can read it still before, is First Peter 2 verses 21 through 23. 1 Peter 2, verses 21 to 24. For even hereunto were ye called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example, that ye should follow his steps. 
who did no sin, neither was guile found in his mouth. When he was reviled, reviled not again. When he suffered, he threatened not, but committed himself to him that judgeth righteously, who his own self bare our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, being dead to sins, should live unto righteousness, by whose stripes ye were healed. So this is the way the healing comes to us. He was beaten so that we could be healed. And now is end for today.